Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Mesut Hashem, Shir number 124. We're going to talk uh, more about the overcoming the difficulty of forgiving somebody when it's very hard to forgive somebody. And we talked about that Mechila is not just for the benefit of the one that needs the Mechila, otherwise they'll get an Einish or whatever it is, but it's it's for the benefit of the one who is being Michael. Uh, for their mental health, for their emotional health, even if they're justified for feeling hurt. Um, and then there are some signs of um, how when you don't forgive, it's it eats at you. And, um, and here are some of the warning signs that show that, um, that you still haven't forgiven the person. So one of them is, is that um, often you'll just, burst out in anger, you know, and sometimes when you burst out in anger, the recipient of the one, the one who you're venting your anger towards is not the one who hurts you. That happens a lot. So in other words, someone else hurts you and you feel that hurt inside and you get upset and you're angry thinking about it. And then it's someone else that you're kind of uh, interacting with and you blow up on them because the anger is building. So the key here is always to be aware of the source. And very often, even with a husband and wife, you, you, you think you're upset at your husband about something or your wife about something, and really you're, some, you're upset about something else. Uh, or you're not Michael regarding something else, interpersonal relationship, and they're just the, the target of that. You have to be aware of that. Uh, another thing is, is if someone uh, is petty or uh, impulsive, um, that's also a sign, and um, basically, um, and some, and another symptom is that you're unable to reframe your experience, meaning it's a loop in your head. You're so upset about it, and you're hurt that you don't, you're not able to detach yourself somewhat from the situation and look at it from a different point of view, um, and. Um, and also, you know, being overly emotional, you could get actually sick. You could feel anxious or depressed by this anger that's inside of the lack of forgiveness. Uh, you keep score. You make lists of offenses that this person did, a mental list in your head that loops over and over again. There's self-hatred also here, which this is um, not, um, you know, it, it's hard to recognize sometimes but sometimes you yourself feel uh, that hatred towards yourself that you're feeling this way and here's a very common one when you don't forgive somebody you're replaying the scene again and again and again in your life that particular incident that hurtful incident and you continuously have it a loop in your head about how this person, let's say, he embarrassed you, or she embarrassed you, and you remember this incident, and it just, you just, it's just like a, a loop, and it's a like a forever thing, which is, again, a terrible thing you're doing to yourself. It's, 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 it's you're torturing yourself. Again, you can't be blamed by it. It's understandable, but that's another reason why it's important to let go of that, of that anger, and to forgive. And there's Lashon Hara issues also. You don't forgive somebody, you're prone to say Lashon Hara about that person. Sometimes there's self-righteousness involved. And, you know, so there's many, many factors that even though the other person was wrong to hurt you, 100% wrong even to, to hurt you, 
But nevertheless, it could destroy you if you don't let go of that anger and of that resentment. And um, it's very, very important to know this. And um, again, sometimes it's, it's very hard, especially in the beginning, it's hard. I think over time, again, as the trust builds and the communication opens, time pa- passes, time does heal, and then the forgiveness can be complete. Um, and the truth is we've all been hurt by actions and words of another. And if you're married for a while, you were hurt at some point by, by your husband or by your wife or by a parent who criticized you growing up, or by a colleague who sabotaged you on a project. Um, it's a traumatic experience sometimes. This could be physical abuse, emotional abuse, and it could cause a person who was hurt to become angry and bitter, and be vengeful even. And But if you don't practice forgiveness, then again... This is a hard thing to even accept because when you're so upset, you don't want to hear this. I know I don't want to hear this. When I know someone hurt me very deeply, let's say, and I can't get over it and I regurgitate over it and I'm right. Let's say I'm 100% right. This person was really, really nasty to me uh, and and I'm really upset about it and I can't forgive him. I don't want to forgive him. I'm, I'm, you know... And, um, but the thing is, the one who pays the most deepest price for this is not that person I'm not forgiving. It's me. Because I become tense and angry and bitter inside. And sometimes I lash out at other people because of this. Therefore, by embracing forgiveness, you're embracing a peace, a hope, a gratitude, a joy. And it could lead to better physical health, better emotional health, better better uh, um, um, spiritual health. So if the offender is totally insensitive, a narcissist, that, that's a different story. But if they're seeking your forgiveness and they're, and, and, you know, then, then they're, it, it just it is a freedom if you're able to overcome that hurt feeling and choose to forgive regardless. It lessens that grip that that anger has on you, and it frees you from being controlled by that person. In a weird way, that person who you're not forgiving is controlling you by you're not forgiving them. Now, again, we said this again, forgiveness doesn't mean you forget, doesn't mean you're excusing the harm done or making believe it didn't happen, Okay, even though the Torah, the, like I said, the ultimate is if they ask you mechil and then sincere, leisitar means you have to remove it out of your heart completely. But again, there are stages to this. And what you do is you ask the rabbinish loyalim, and you have this with tzaddikim too, by the way. Um, I forgot the exact stories of it where where, where certain tzaddikim, they said they were meichel, but they were worried that maybe they didn't feel fully that they were meichel, and they did more acts of chesed towards that person to make sure that they really now feel that they were Michael Belev Shalom. So even Tzadikim sometimes, it's brought down, they acknowledge the fact that even after they ask Mechila, they may, they're worried, they're choshish on themselves, they may still have a certain resentment. So what I'm trying to say though here is that if you still have that resentment inside, don't say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna be true to myself. Inside it hurts. So how could I be Michael him? You say the words that you Michael him. You say you're making a choice. I would love to be Michael him. You ask the Rabbinish Shalom to help you. 
I want to be Michael him. I am Michael him, but it still hurts, Hashem. Please help me deal with that hurt because it really hurt. And the truth is, if it's, and here's another thing, and this is maybe a Lifnimish or a Sandin thing, but if it's someone that's toxic, an abuser, uh, uh, someone like that, and okay, but they're away from you now and, and you're protected or they are they were brought to justice or whatever the case may be. That tax a person is not in your life. You are safe. And they don't deserve your forgiveness because they're unremorseful. They're unremorseful. But even then there's an union of just letting it go for your own sake so you can move on. You know, in the extreme case of World War II, uh, you, you know, someone who went on with their life and remove bitterness in their heart. They weren't Michael the Nazis. First of all, as survivors said, even with the ones that uh, claim that they want to ask forgiveness, and basically the survivor answered, you know something? I'm alive, so if if, if you did something to me, and uh, you know you beat me and you did whatever you did to me in the concentration camps, and I choose to forgive you, I could choose to forgive you. But for all my dead relatives, uh, I have no right to forgive you. It's not, It's not. you know, you took their lives. You have to ask forgiveness for the, get them and they're not here anymore. So, 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 you know, so there's, with certain things you just don't forgive and you don't have a right to forgive. And Rosham Gemurim that were Mamish killed people, who says, you, who says that that's the forgiveness is a liberal thing over there? But even then, um, the anger and the bitterness people were forced to let go of because if you if 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 you're angry and bitter and rightfully so, but it could spread to your other um, relationships, to the new family you're building, and so on and so forth. But that's not forgiveness. Here we're talking about something else. Here we're talking about actually forgiving someone who deserves the forgiveness. Or, or someone who's really, really sincerely wants to do tshuva. And the letting go of the grudge and the bitterness makes way to improved health, peace of mind. It can lead to healthier relationships, improved mental health, as I said. It'll decrease anxiety, incre- decrease stress, decrease hostility, lower blood pressure, and the fewer symptoms of depression, a stronger immune system, um, improved heart health, improved self-esteem. All this was studied uh, by the Mayo Clinic that showed how the, what the positive effects are, the positive physical effects are for forgiving. And the effects of holding the grudge is, uh, is pretty much the opposite of that. Brings anger and bitterness into every relationship and every new experience. Or you become so wrapped up in the wrong that you can't enjoy the present, your present life. You become depressed. You become anxious. You feel your life lacks meaning, lacks purpose. You're at odds with your spiritual beliefs. You lose valuable and enriching connectivity with others because of this blockage. And it's it again, it's 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 a very hard thing. I'm not um, downplaying how difficult it could be when you're feeling hurt to forgive. But it can improve your life. It can heal you. Um, you daven Hashem to help you with it. And um, you move you away from the role as a victim, realize you have the a power to, uh, to, to uh, that they don't have a power over you anymore. And Amuna helps also. And... Um, 
If you're having trouble and you're stuck and you can't forgive that person, try still to practice empathy um, and try try to understand it. Uh, try to, f- and this is also true, by the way, that all of us were hurt by other people, but we hurt other people too. And that is true also. We, in our lives, even if it's uh, unintentional or, you know, we just had a bad moment, we hurt other people's feelings. And just like we want them to forgive us, we need to forgive others that may have hurt us. And sometimes to go through the process, you need to daven, you need to maybe do journal writing is another example to just get it out of your system and um, and so on and so forth. So this is not an easy parsha. The Torah is requiring us that we should be Michael and not be an achzer, not be callous when someone really is sincerely asking Mechila. But here's the key, and this is what I would say, is that you say the words... You make a conscious choice. I forgive you. The, uh, it'll take a while to build the trust, but I want to give it a try. And again, even if you have those hurt feelings still in your heart, right? And technically, you still have that loisita a little bit. It's in your heart. But you say the words of Michila. You ask Hashem, help me with it. You ask Hashem, please help me with it. In other words, if, if someone, um, you know, uh, that you have that grudge right now and you tell the Rabbanishlam, I don't want this, please help me learn how to deal with it. Help me learn how to let go of it. And when there's a true mechila, when couples forgive each other for the past, especially for the past, you know something, that is in a way an easier thing, especially if it's not repeated behavior. So for example, if a couple, if something currently is happening, I know it's more difficult, but if something happened in the past where one wounded the other deeply, either way or both ways, which usually happens, and it's not recurring anymore, Baruch Hashem, they learn from it and they're not doing it again and again, it's not in the present, it's only in the past, for that it's a lot easier to forgive. They're not doing it anymore, you're not the same person as you were once before, let it go. That's a biggest sight, and that's a lot easier. Okay, we'll talk more maybe how to cope with a present hurt that's taking place. But on the past, that is easier. That is easier, even though those memories come up. But if in the current behavior, they're not doing this anymore. They totally made the 180-degree turn and became, was misakin what they were misakin. It's much easier to forgive. And when you do forgive, the heart opens. Hashem gives you showers, bracha on you, and on your, and on your, and on your husband and your wife, and it could be a tremendous um, healing effect on your marriage and your home. Have a wonderful day.